0: all right well i'm good if you want to do a clap three two one you look like you were praying with that clap praying
1: for a good podcast mike
0: (laughs) your prayers will go unfulfilled (laughs) hello everyone and welcome to part-time nerds full-time dads i'm mike laban and I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive and didn't really think about it. But man, does that last sentence in the intro kind of take on a whole new meaning as of late?
1: What do you mean, Mike? Oh, the, the keeping our kids alive thing? <laughs> no, I know. I know, Mike. I was I was leading you into the topic. Yes.
0: Well, it's, it's kind of funny now that I think about it because, you know, not on purpose or anything, but you and I have been leading the charge on social distancing for some time because how many episodes now have we been doing via remote broadcast where you and I
1: are not in the same room? I would say it's upwards of 84% of our podcasts have been remote has it been that many i feel like it was i feel like <laughs> it was a kinda, few i'm just kind of guessing i think we did like the first 15 in person and then after that it really fell off so right like
0: that. well it was more so like you messaged me one
1: day and you're like i don't i've never seen my son on <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it was getting pretty tough right by the right. time i get home he was basically gone to sleep so it's like oh well this kind of sucks
0: yeah yeah so we've been we've been doing the whole like sit in our own spaces, quarantine ourselves away from each other, knowing this was coming. No, we didn't know this was coming. We didn't know this was coming.
1: No, but we were well
0: prepared for it. Yes, it just so happened that we were in a good position for it because this is what we do already. So we didn't have to to delay our podcast or or go through the trouble of trying to figure
1: out how to do it remotely because we've been doing it for some time. Exactly, exactly. So, Mike, have you got caught up in all the uh, coronavirus hype? Well, okay. So first of all, wow. What do we, okay? What do you want to talk about? What do we? We're, want to, we're obviously there's no way
0: we cannot talk about what's going on in the world with coronavirus. But I'm going to lay out some quick ground rules here. Okay. You and I are not experts.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like an expert now. Th- that's another thing that's in our in our intro of the show we are not experts (laughs) oh okay okay well in that case then no we're we're not experts so i'm not i don't plan on giving any medical advice and at the same time this is kind of an entertainment podcast so i feel like we should leave all of the doom and gloom news that is in the world out and about there's plenty to talk about that involves coronavirus that isn't like facts and figures and stuff that we're going to get called a sack out the wazoo about because <laughs> you know, like that's just not our area, but, but where it's like, Hey, this has been canceled. We can comment on that. You know, that kind of a thing. That's what right, I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. But you know, they say charity begins at home. So let's talk about how coronavirus begins at home as well. Uh, how has coronavirus affected your personal being in the last few days because out of nowhere there's been some big changes in what's going on in the world and where you can go and whether or not you can leave that place.
1: Yeah, I know it's kind of crazy, eh? It hasn't changed like as far as going back to work and stuff, it really hasn't changed anything for Tiff and I because our daycare is still open and we're both at work right now. We don't have the luxury of working from home. Uh, mind you, we both can work from home, but the, the companies don't necessarily agree <laughs> with letting us do that kind of stuff. So from that perspective, things are virtually the same. But from the other side is all of our stuff is canceled. Uh, all of my curling is done for the season. We had a whole bunch of evenings planned and like weekends all booked up pretty much until like mid April and <laughs> now they're wide open, Mike. <laughs> we have, we have nothing going on anymore. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm not like a germaphobe kind of guy. Like I don't get too uh, upset about that kind of stuff, but I definitely feel myself getting a little bit more stressed out about this one. I don't really know why necessarily. But- I, I get it. I mean, there's a lot more going on in this case.
0: There's just like I, this is an unprecedented time in my life. And I'm sure your life as well, considering we're like two weeks apart in age. Nothing like this has ever happened. There's yeah. never been any crazy like pandemic where, you know, you need to stay home. The, the borders of your country have never closed before for any extended length of time. And it, it, for you, what you just laid out. I'm almost in the exact opposite boat in every sense. Our daycare is closed. Oh yeah. So William is, is at home. Both Laura and I are able to work from home and we are working from home. So it's funny because every so often we mention about how I need a few things to, to complete my streaming setup before we can actually start doing any streaming on the, on like for the podcast. I had to take apart my entire streaming setup to make room for laura to be able to work down here like you know how we have that l-shaped desk that has the other monitor on it and then kind of space for whatever you want to put on the end like whether it be my work laptop or something like that or or when we were streaming that's where the consoles were right well now that monitor has been turned around entirely so it's facing the other wall over here and it's now got Laura's laptop attached to it. So that's Laura's workstation now is we have this interesting little combined workspace where Laura sits here and I sit here and, and, and we get as much work as we possibly can done together. And, but William is also home. So right now it's kind of like this weird. Today was the first run of us doing this. Sure. Yeah. And it very quickly became obvious that it wasn't going to work. Just like, and and not in a bad way, just like – it's not like I hate – you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, I hate my wife, you know, like, why isn't she at work and away from me? It, it was more of one of us needs to be watching William, but both of us need to be working. Right, right. So, trying to find the balance of who's going to work and where and what time was very interesting. So, for example – What we ended up doing is because my job has flex hours where I can, as long as I do my time, so to speak, I can start whenever. So, Laura, because she was hardwired 8 to 4 today, that's her time that she needed to be working. I pushed it to 10 to 6. Right. Okay. So, I didn't start working till 10. So, from 8 to 10, I looked after William. 10 o'clock rolls around. And Laura... Takes a break. She takes a break at about 1030 just because that's how it worked out. She takes over at 1030. I go to work. I do some work for a little bit. William has his lunch at 11 and then we put him down for a nap. So from around 1130 to about 130, he's taking a nap. So at that point, Laura and I are both working together in the office, you know, just doing our own thing, which is really funny because now I got to hear – you know, how my wife is at work, which is really because, I mean, Laura's in customer service. She takes f- phone calls. Right. So I got to hear Laura's customer service voice, which was fun because I haven't heard it for for a long time. Right. Like, but it was really funny because you could always tell when somebody asked a stupid question because you'd hear that change in her voice where she'd still be nice. But she'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a little more strained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But so we did that for, you know, maybe an hour and a half or so. And then William woke up. And of course he woke up five minutes before I had to do a meeting. Like every week we have a a meeting at the exact same time in my office. So we did it all remotely. So William wakes up like five minutes before the meeting. So I go upstairs because Laura's in the middle of a phone call. She finishes the phone call, comes and gets him. And then she watched him while I had my meeting. And then when the meeting was done, I took over, I watched him till 4 o'clock, and then at 4 o'clock, she took over again, and then I finished work for the last couple hours of the day. So that was how today went. Well, what ended up happening was Laura's boss made this this pitch to the team, like, look, we can shuffle hours for what is the best possible outcome for everybody. So Laura and I talked and we made the decision that what makes the most sense is if I work in the morning and she works in the evening, because I don't need to work in the evening. There's no reason for me to work later, but Laura's office needs coverage till later in the night. So what we're going to do is from here on out, I'm going to start work at 7 a.m. I'm going to work till 3 p.m. Laura's going to start work at noon and she's going to work till 8. William's sweet spot for nap time, if he naps fully, is 12 to 3. Right. So if that works out, because he's done that, he's napped from 12 to 3 before. If it all works out, one of us will watch him all morning. Well, the other one works. He'll go down for his nap. We'll work together. And then he'll wake up from his nap. The other person will, the person who wasn't watching him in the morning, will watch him for the afternoon and... And then the other person will work.
1: That sounds like a pretty good plan. Hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> Hopefully I
0: found a fatal flaw in the fatal flaw is that I'm going to have to do all the cooking. And out of the two of us, Laura is the much better chef. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So it's going to, I'm going to have to learn how to cook a lot better <laughs> real fast <laughs> if we're, we're going to survive this little quarantine period. So
1: now are you guys, when you two are working, is it? sort of like non-stop kind of work, or can you sort of pick at it a little bit, or? I'm I'm a little more pick at it. I mean, obviously, Laura's customer service, so she's
0: in the moment talking with people. Right. So, you know, she's doing live chats. She can do emails and stuff like that as well. But me, I'm almost exclusively dealing with emails. So I can put things aside and come back to them later.
1: Well, that's what I was wondering, because I know when I worked from home, Well, I have worked from home a few times, uh, you know, when Ben's sick, we can't find somebody or whatever. I know for me it works out pretty well, but when I get phone calls, they have to be dealt with right away. Right. And that doesn't, like you kind of said, it doesn't necessarily work with the child's schedule. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's like there's some stuff I can do that gets shuffled around, but if somebody phones me, I can't be like, well, call me back in an hour, I'll I'll help you then. But if it's an email or a message, I can definitely, you know, move it around a little bit.
0: Well, the one thing that was really funny is... As he was waking up, Laura was on a phone call. Like I said, and so the I, I'm like, oh, because I'm watching the monitor to make sure that he's actually awake. Because sometimes he'll just make some noise and then go back to sleep. Right. So I'm watching the monitor, and he's making noise, and then I hear is Laura say to the person she's on the phone with, "Oh no, that's my son. No, yeah, he. We're working from home. No, no, my husband's going to get him." you know like but like not like hurt being like you know mike better go get him like no
1: no she's we we knew that's what was gonna yeah
0: yeah it was just really funny that all of like the person on the other end could could hear william in the background and apparently it happened more than once somebody asked if william was her cat (laughs) (laughs) yes it's whatever you want him to be the one moment that was fantastic was laura this is during william's nap period where we're both down here laura is On the phone with somebody and Hudson has decided that he wants to be on the back of Laura's chair. Right. So he's hopped up on the back of her chair and he hopped up back on the back of her chair before she took the phone call. So now she's having this phone call with this person and she's trying to help them. And then Hudson starts clawing her in the shoulder while she's on the phone. (laughs) So, so Laura's like, okay, maybe you could, you know, like just, (laughs) you know, just like trying to not let go that the the cat is clawing her. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, there's no way I can get the cat without, like, knocking off her headset or something. Right. So, I'm just laughing, like, trying to <laughs> not be heard. Like, I'm just, like, stifling
1: laughter as the cat's, like, clawing You're at. Right, her. yeah. That's when you pull up the camera. It's like, i just going to record this for a second.
0: Yeah. Laura shared a nice photo of us on Instagram where it was a, a picture of me over her laptop smiling at her. And she said, we'll see how much she smiles at me in three weeks. <laughs>
1: So do you guys think you're only going to be off for three weeks or is it three weeks and then we'll we'll eval then?
0: It sounds like it's going to be a re thing. Yeah. Because basically the big issue is the schools. Yes. Because that's our daycare is following the schools. And we actually it's funny because we actually got like a panicked phone call on like a Saturday night. You know, that's how, that's how we found out was we got a phone call from, from the, the, the woman who runs our daycare. And you could tell that she'd been making phone calls all day, sure, and yeah. probably and probably arguing with people all day who are like, "You can't close it. I need to, you know, whatever, whatever." What am I gonna do? Like, because she had no voice, and she like apologized like fifteen times, and she's like, "I really hope you can hear me." And Laura, she's like, "Oh my god, she must she must be so stressed." I'm gonna email her back because she's like, "Call me or email me to let me know that you received this message." So Laura's like, "Just so she doesn't have to worry, I'm just gonna send her a quick email." And Laura wrote her this email that's like, "Everything's fine." We understand. Don't worry about it. And the response that we got back was the letter J. (laughs) And I'm like, I think she hit K. Now she meant to hit K. So J
1: is what happens when you do a smiley face emoji, but you send a plain text email, you get the letter J.
0: Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, well there you go. Okay, I'll have to let Nora know that cuz I thought that she just like meant to hit K and <laughs> sent that and <laughs> yeah. that would do it. That yeah. would do it.
1: So, are you going to change your your working arrangements tomorrow? Like in terms of where you guys are all sitting and stuff cuz I will be admit, I saw that picture, you know, and I looked at it and it's like, I'm surprised you guys are not fighting over who gets to use the TV in the room beside you as the second monitor. Oh, like the like the actual television? Yeah. Because that would be a pretty sweet working setup, I got to admit. I feel
0: like you're correct, but nobody nobody claimed that. I think we both realized that we needed to do work and we both needed to be in the office kind of a thing.
1: <laughs> well, you'd still be doing work, Mike. But, you know, if a video happened to pop up on the TV. You know, right, right. But
0: we, we both need multiple monitor space for, for the work that we do. Right. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we need, we need the big setup kind of a thing. So like Laura has like a keyboard that she brought home from work that she's using and, and things like that. It was funny because as I said, I've been in the process of trying to change up the setup for the streaming and such. And Laura was, Laura's got to use my, my Cintiq monitor, which Laura has never been a fan of the Cintiq as a monitor. Like she understands its need and she's like, it's fine. But when when she was using that and one of the other monitors as like the monitors that we use with our computer, she's like, I hate this. Can we just please go back to regular monitors? And I'm like, yeah, okay. The setup works fine that way. We can do that. So the two monitors have been the main monitor and then the Cintiq was a side monitor. Well, now that I've been trying to set up this streaming setup, I bought a new like a new display arm for the monitors.
1: Yeah, you were saying that last week, yes.
0: Yeah, so the t- the new display arm has is, is all been set up, like it's all wired in, all the wires have been bundled, like the monitors are screwed in. It's like, <laughs> I'm not undoing this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, that's right,
1: that's too bad. You're going to get used to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're doing,
0: I'm like, you need, you're you're using this or you're using this? Like, I'm not, we're not mixing and matching here. So, so she's like, no, it's fine, I'll take the Cintiq, it's only... It's only temporary. So, so she's fine with that. It's really weird because like the Cintiq is normally right next to the monitor that, that I'm looking at you on because mm-hmm. we're doing this over Skype. Normally it's, I have you on the center monitor and then the Cintiq is on my right with the, the clock that, that we use to, to take you know how long the episode is and also my my script for the intro and outro is also on that monitor well because the monitor has been flipped and is now on laura's side there is nothing there for me there's just a big empty space for that's just like bright lights you know because that's where the lights in the room are now so it's (laughs) right right it's just very like i don't know distracting i guess it's a struggle for both of you is what it is it's 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 I'm surprised at how well like it actually came together. Like We actually put it all together during William's nap time yesterday. He was taking a nap, and it's like, okay, well, we got to figure out this this setup fast. So we figured it out, and it, everybody seems to be pretty comfortable. There were a few snafus. Uh, I forgot to plug in my power cord, and my battery almost died. Mm-hmm. You know, that that whole thing. And normally, the the Cintiq, when it's plugged into my, my computer, my laptop for work, it's plugged in via KVM switch. Well, force of Habit, I plugged the KVM switch in, even though the Cintiq was unplugged into the KVM switch. Right. So my computer was displaying things on the monitor that actually wasn't there kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. So yes. I'm like, why isn't this showing up? You know, like I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to like get things installed and it will, the, the window is popping up on a window that doesn't exist kind of a thing. So. Right.
1: Do you know the trick to get it back on your regular window, Mike? I just unplugged it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that works too. I'm sure there's a button combination. I was going to say you can you can if you f- put the focus on the window using like your little task manager at the bottom. Yes. you can hold the Windows key and the arrow buttons, and it'll move the monitor or the uh, window from monitor to monitor. Oh, okay. I never so knew that. So there you go. Now, in case it happens, you know. There we go. Next time, I know. Yeah, I'll tell you. I was really, I, I'm really hoping that they do mandate like more work from home stuff, like the government doing it, because I would really like to prove to my work in particular that a lot of our people can work remotely, AKA work from home. Mm -hmm. So do you guys find that you're just as efficient at home, if not more efficient or?
0: Well, we've been working from home, uh, at least us, my company, not Laura's company. Yes. We've been working from home regularly on Fridays for like two years. Mm hmm. And, you know, the work is still getting done. And actually, at the meeting today, my boss made the comment that, you know, this is going to be a long test period. And at the end of it, we may examine whether or not we work remotely
1: forever. Well, it makes a lot of sense from a corporate perspective, right? Because all of a sudden, you don't need to pay for as much, you know, building space and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I I know the thing that's holding back our company is our upper management is uh, tends to Lean towards the older side of the spectrum, right? And right, you know, things were done a certain way back when they were younger, and and that sort of crap. So it would be nice. It'd be nice to prove them wrong. Because I, I I know for me, when I personally work from home, I get a lot more done than I do when I'm at the office because you get interrupted and stuff a lot more. So
0: I find it really differs on the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, because because some days, some days are 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 busy days. Mm-hmm. You know, like like there's a day a lot of my day is spent answering emails and a friday when i'm working from home is already somewhat of a quiet day you know like a lot of people just don't send a lot of emails on friday so on some days i get a lot of done because i'll have you know little side projects that i can get done and some days i don't have side projects you know and i'm just kind of like all right um do i what do I do now? Kind of a thing, you know? So <laughs> no, you're done. You've done all your tasks. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Like, again, it, it really differs depending on the day. And some days some days you don't get anything done because of other other things. Like a perfect example is there was a bad blizzard, not this year, but last year. And I had to stop working like four times to go shovel because of how bad the snow was, you know? Like, right. And, you know, you feel like you're not getting any work done because you're going outside for half an hour at a time to shovel the snow kind of a thing. And
1: I always found when I work from home, I work a lot of weird hours. Like I tend to, you know, maybe work from 7 to 9 p.m. a lot more in the evening. Right. I'm I'm much more inclined to work more around the clock rather than just between that 9, 5 regular time slot.
0: See, that's a thing, too, that's become somewhat of an issue is now. That William is around and he's going to daycare, then my hours on Fridays when I'm working from home have basically become like, bam, these are my hours kind of a thing. Right, which is fine. Because I got to get him settled and off to daycare in the morning and I got to go. I'm the one that. Oh, no, wait, sometimes I have to pick him up. No, wait, I always pick him up on Fridays. Yes, I pick him up on Fridays. I don't know why. (laughs) There was a period of time when Laura had different hours and she picked him up on Fridays. But no, I I pick him up every Friday. So then Friday, it's, you know, Friday at at 4 p.m. rolls around. I got to get out the door and get him over at his daycare and then get him home and make dinner. And by the time he's gone to bed, I haven't had time to revisit anything at work. And by the time he's in bed, I'm like, ugh, I'm so
1: tired. I don't want to look at work anymore, you know? Well, that's fair. You know what'd be a good place to work at though, Mike? Pornhub would be a good place to work at. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into what they're doing for the coronavirus stuff, is there a company on this planet with a better PR representation than than Pornhub? I don't think so. Like every time, I can't remember the last time I heard anything say anything negative about Pornhub. Well, and and they're on top of all this stuff, right? Like anytime there's some sort of crisis or some sort of thing, they're they're right on top of it, giving away free stuff or donating money or doing whatever. Uh, it's always very impressive.
0: Well, from what I hear, they make a lot of money, <laughs> so well, they can yeah, probably aff- so. <laughs> afford to do these things. So.
1: Yeah. But uh, so what they've done now for the Italians because they're getting hit so hard by this uh, this virus is they've offered Pornhub premium which I guess unlocks certain videos or certain resolutions or something I don't fully know what it is but but they've unlocked it for all Italians, you know, worldwide i guess <laughs> and so because they're all locked in their houses so now they have lots of stuff to do
0: yeah I, I think actually i read that that didn't just go to italians now because of the lockdowns have become so prevalent in every country that it's kind of like everybody gets unlimited you know <laughs> like and then on, honestly it's just smart move oh it really is give it away for free and then you know once the the whole thing is done Maybe some people continue to pay for their free, you know,
1: like. No, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. And like, that's what I mean. It's like, they're so smart with how they do stuff. But at the same time, it is all very charitable. Like, you know, it's not like a completely transparent, like, look at what we're doing. P.S. It's entirely a marketing sham. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, congratulations, Pornhub you're doing it right (laughs) you are doing it right that's right (laughs) well like there's a lot like i've been reading
0: things about other companies that that are doing things and you know not everybody's doing the nicest thing uh and i I don't mean like there's a company that's like we're revoking access
1: i mean (laughs) (laughs) you have to pay twice as much that's right
0: i mean service providers internet service providers are actually ending their caps on the amount of data that you can have use at your house because everybody's working from home, which is really funny because a lot of people are like, man, you, you, you might think the internet is a essential service that maybe we should just all get kind of a thing and you shouldn't be charging out the S. Yes.
1: Oh, and I would agree with that. I, I believe the internet is more of a utility than it is a, exactly. Exactly. But what I was
0: actually alluding to was one of the things that people have been turning to, In this time of staying at home, is gaming. Okay. What kind of gaming, Mike? Oh, just gaming in general. Everybody's all gaming. And of course there's always somebody that's got a shit in the cereal. I don't know if you saw that last night Xbox Live got hacked and it was down for a little bit. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, they were having login issues or something like that. Yeah, and it's it's the same thing that like they remember there's that thing that they would do all the time at Christmas where people would would hack the the PlayStation and Xbox networks as soon as on Christmas day because of all the people who who have their new consoles and just want to get up and playing and stuff and cuz
1: people know, are I jerks know. and it really is and it, it's like i don't know what kind of special asshole you have to be to look at that and say this is gonna be a great time like i'm gonna i'm gonna get a lot of jollies out of depriving everybody of of access to this thing they all love just terrible people terrible yeah. people around well, but- well speaking of the gaming stuff i don't know if you follow f1 racing at all i'm, I'm going to assume no
0: no I I couldn't even think of a good joke To just be like
1: no And I figured that But you know what they're doing is Because they've cancelled a lot of their races Just like you know all the major sports things Have have ended everything They have got all of their, their drivers On Twitch TV And they are playing like the VR version of their F1 racing. So they're all these actual pro drivers are racing each other, except using video games rather than actual cars. That's amazing. That is a great idea. That's so funny.
0: I've heard uh, Twitch has been doing some interesting things during during the downtime. I don't know if you've seen. There's people who are her streaming teaching for the kids who are out of school. They're they're streaming lessons and stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And actually, Laura told me that she's going to take advantage because in the mornings, there's a woman who is streaming. Do you remember that circle group thing that the kids used to do where they'd oh, go yeah, and they'd time, sing songs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's doing that. She's streaming that in the mornings when while I'm going to be working and she's going to be watching William. There's a, a woman who's streaming that kind of thing. So, she's going to sit him down and and we're going to do circle time rather than... than him not, you know, because he doesn't get to see his friends at daycare. She's going to be able to do the circle time stuff with him.
1: It's really a good idea. I'm, I'm really curious to see what people come up with. Like, I mean, right now, we in Canada at least are not 100% locked down. We're just being encouraged to, you know, deprive ourselves of social interaction. But I foresee us being locked down eventually. So, I, I'm really curious to see what people come up with, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of creative people in the world and You know, are people going to just use their talents and they're just going to display them on Twitch? Are they going to be like the circle time thing? Are people just going to run courses that maybe they would typically do? Like, I'm really interested to see what people end up doing.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of stuff is getting shaken up. Like, I don't know if you saw that Universal is releasing some of its in-theater movies on services, like streaming services to watch right now. So, The Invisible Man. Is it for free? or No, not, uh, not for free. You, you can just buy them early. That's okay, though. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. So, like, The Invisible Man, which is currently in theaters, you can go onto Apple or
1: Google and buy it and watch it now. It's a great idea. Well, honestly, it's like your company, right? Is this is a great opportunity for all these guys to say, well, you know, this is the excuse we've been waiting for. Let's pilot this stuff. You know, do we even need movie theaters anymore? We could we just release it to the public and make the same amount of money.
0: Yeah, that's true. And another thing that that this is pulling up and I've heard this conversation a lot lately, because I mean, you know, the kind of news that I traffic in, which is usually video game news. Last week, we didn't talk about this because it didn't come out until after we were talking about things, but E3 was canceled. Yes and E3 is the big like the big game convention where everybody comes in and they have their press conferences where they show off their new games and oh my god hype and this year is going to be a crazy year because all of the new consoles and everything well now E3 is not happening so everybody has to do their own thing and and display things other way now Nintendo has been doing a thing for a few years called the Nintendo Direct where they basically just put up their own video on YouTube where they're like hey here's the new games we got coming out these are the days they come out Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And people have been eating them up. They're they're great. Sony started to do them. Except Sony calls them the State of Play. And then they show up and they're like, "Hey, here's some new announcements." Like that's where Resident Evil 3 was revealed, was at a State of Play. And the 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 release date of Last of Us, which was then a week later pushed like 6 months. You know, like that was in a that was in a State of Play. Like that's where they make big announcements now. And the the big rumor is is that the PlayStation 5 reveal is going to be a state of play but nobody really knows for sure at xbox is just releasing everything because i don't know if you saw this like xbox today released a huge huge bomb of information of like here's the console here's what it does like we've talked in the past about like oh yeah it does this the quick changeover flops and everything. yeah the teraflops yeah, yeah. but it would do like the changeover a quick changeover where like you know, you could resume more than one game at a time. So it'll save like you can, as of right now, when you turn off a console, you can turn it back on and pick up exactly where you left off. Well, in the new Xbox, you can do that with like five different games and they showed it. They did a demo of it today. And they also showed how the new Xbox can go back to old games and update them for, for newer televisions and features and stuff like that like uh they were playing an xbox one game like and i don't mean xbox one i mean like the original xbox they were playing that and it had hdr features and was in 4k like the textures weren't in 4k but you know in it was being displayed in 4k kind of right right so they they've been showing that how the new console can do that kind of stuff with it and And this is the thing that people are have been talking about since E3 has been canceled, is people are going to have to do reveals like this. And are we going to find out in a year, like, well, what do we need these ridiculous giant press conferences for when I can just throw the video up online like we just did? And it gets just as much news and just as much, like, buzz going for it and
1: just as many people watch that content, you know? Well, that's right. You can control the crowd reaction a little bit more, right? Like that kind of stuff. It makes a lot of sense to me. You know, we're in a generation where everybody consumes everything on their phone and and you know through social media and through whatever, and it makes a lot of sense to just continue on down that path. But it goes again. It goes back to what we were just saying: is this is a great trial run for a lot of these companies to see, hey, is the old way of doing things still worthwhile doing? You know,
0: it's going to be interesting to see, like what kind of businesses survive or evolve you know that kind of thing
1: yeah yeah it will be interesting i the evolution stuff is the part that i'm the most interested in like i really hope we kind of we gain something from this this downtime for sure but i tell you drive driving to work today though mike it was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet I bet that yeah. there was nobody there. But yeah. one thing I was actually going to to comment on when when it was regards to your your evolution was it was for me do I take this moment to evolve and I'm very much like a, I don't want to, you know, cuz that's me. I'm a. am I'm am I'm stubborn and that's how I how I am. But this week Doom Eternal comes out. It comes out on Friday. Yes, that's right. And I've already put money down for it at EB for a physical copy, but is EB going to be open on Friday for me to go and buy it? Like, should I even go get it because I'm not supposed to go out? That kind of thing. Like, I know it's tough. If if I had just, you know, been the kind of person who only downloads games, I would have been like, oh, it's fine. Beep. You know, like, <laughs> but that's not who I am. I'm kind of that person that that goes and, and, and buys, you know, the games because I like the cases and I like to have the disc because we've talked about that a billion times, all the reasons that I'm a weirdo like that.
1: Yes, that's right. And,
0: you know, I'm not the only one that's like that. But I did read that EB, because there's Doom isn't the only big game releasing this week. There's a new Animal Crossing game for Nintendo and Animal Crossing. I've never really got Animal Crossing. It's like The Sims with raccoons and no sex.
1: So, you'd be fine with the raccoons and stuff as long as they could bang later on in the woods. <laughs> That's what's needed. That's <laughs> what's needed. Because they can't. I'm out. I don't want I any don't need, I don't want it.
0: No woohoo. Yeah. Anyway, so Animal Crossing, that comes out on Friday as well. And I, I read online that, that EB's parent company, which is GameStop and EB's GameStop in the States more than anything, they are offering, if you've already paid your pre-order in full for Animal Crossing for a physical copy, you can trade it for a digital code instead. Oh, that'd be pretty nice. But the catch is, this is the part that I'm like, hmm, <laughs> the catch is you have to go in store to make the change.
1: Well, it's <laughs> just <Which is> like, <laughs> what the hell's to the Just point? get the... Because you really had me going. Because I I am typically that guy who's like, oh, I'm going to buy Doom. Click. I have now bought Doom. Yes. But because I traded in all my PS4 games, I bought Doom like the physical copy at EB Games. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh, great! I don't have to go. But now I'm going to no, have to go anyway. You
0: still have to go. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is it's
1: bullshit, f- Mike.
0: <laughs> it, it, I, it's, it seems like a step in that direction, right? Of like. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not, you
1: know, like it's – like we, we, for your safety, you can swap it, but you still have to come here yeah, to do to come it. Those, and spend more time in the store while we exchange it <laughs> than, uh, than if you just would have picked up the damn physical thing.
0: Yeah, that would be an interesting – it would be an interesting, it'd be an interesting change because, like, I know that GameStop and EB have kind of dabbled in selling digital games, but they don't make – The money that they make on the physical games so like it's not really in their best interest like that's part of the reason why people are like gamestop and eb are dying it's because people are just downloading the games off the stores rather than going to the stores and buying
1: them they're basically the equivalent of like blockbuster right like you don't you don't need blockbuster anymore you got everything else i feel like it's the exact same thing yeah
0: yeah It's interesting to see them trying something like that, but I feel like at the same time, it's not really going to be successful. I mean, I don't know if you know much about executives of video game companies. I, I follow a lot of that stuff, so I pay attention. But uh, Reggie Philzame, who used to be the president of Nintendo America, is now, he retired last year and now he's, they just signed him on as president of GameStop. And everyone's like, Reggie's gonna turn around and GameStop, he's gonna save the day. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I Reggie's, I think so. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, I'm now the captain of the Titanic. <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's any saving this stuff.
0: But the worst part is, is I want it to be saved. I mean, I'm still in that ecosystem. I still want my physical games kind of a thing. But I, I see what's happening. I see that stuff is going away. You know, it's just, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe GameStop will be another company killed by people staying at home during the coronavirus crisis.
1: Yeah. Well it's interesting, right? I was at when I was at Best Buy buying the TVs the other day, I looked at the game section. And I remember Best Buy used to have a monstrous video game area. And now it's just sort of relegated to the corner and all three major consoles are there and I think they have a handful of PC games too, but it's like a little ten by ten square <laughs> and that's it. That's all they carry anymore. So like to me to me that's like the writing on the wall right there.
0: You should see their movie section. Oh, is it even worse? Oh, my God. They have like 10 movies.
1: I got to admit, I don't remember the last Blu-ray I've bought. Like, I mean, I don't collect them quite as aggressively as you do, but I would typically buy, you know, a couple every year, but uh, I, I haven't bought one for years now.
0: I'm, I'm very much in the position of like, I'd like to support local businesses versus buying everything on Amazon, but... I can't buy these things at local businesses because they don't carry them. I have to buy them off Amazon because they're the only option.
1: No, exactly. Well, I—I I, I doubt you're going to make the money off it anymore, right?
0: Well, I mean, you can make you can buy things from local businesses if you want to get gouged. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if the last time you stepped into a Cinema One was, but. You, you can pay like three times the price at cinema one that you can pay for the safe DVD anywhere else. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cinema one was always great for that, which was funny because cinema one was usually the place. which like, Oh, that, that thing that you're looking for that no one else has. We have it, but it's like $70 for some reason,
1: you know, like <laughs> sweet. Yeah. That's supply and demand, I guess. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, basically. yeah, Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You can't buy your PC games in your EBS anymore, but you know what? I know there's a PC game coming out that might be worth your while about picking up, and there is actually a way to buy it physically, too. Oh, what, what game is this? It is Command and Conquer Remastered. Oh, yeah? Yes. So, uh, Command and Conquer, for those of you who didn't grow up at the same time as you and I did, because I'm pretty sure you introduced
1: me to Red Alert... Probably. I think it was, what, 1994 when it came out, maybe? 95? Yeah, I had to do it later than that.
0: Oh, uh, you, you talk about it. I'll look it up real quick. I
1: heard about
0: I heard about Command & Conquer when I still had my parents' old PC,
1: and that was like 96. Maybe. Okay, I got it. I got it. November twenty second, 1996 was when Red Alert came out.
0: Really? Okay, well, there you go. So then it wasn't, because I didn't it wasn't you that introduced me to Red Alert because I didn't know you yet. No, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess we, we
1: met each other, what, 99?
0: No, it was uh, 2000 we would have met. Was it, oh, yeah, grade 10. Because it was grade right, 10 yeah. we would have met. Yeah. But I know that you're a big fan of Red Alert. I love it. So, hey, man, they're remastering it. Everything's going to be in beautiful 4K.
1: They up all the video as much as they possibly could. So is that what it is? It's just like a larger resolution then, basically. Yeah. Because I I will 100% buy this game. (laughs) They've they've completely remastered it. They've
0: everything. They've added content that was never available in certain instances. Like, the PC releases, there's content that was only in the console versions that was never in the PC versions. Oh, okay. And they've taken that content and put it into the PC versions now.
1: I gotcha. Sorry, now I'm distracted looking at the remastered website here. (laughs) yes (laughs) yes <laughs> it's 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 really
0: nice like uh it looks i'm very tempted i don't play a lot of, of of pc games but command and conquer red alert was one that i spent a lot of time on i loved red alert
1: yeah well, it's such an easy game to pick up and stuff too i've played it semi recently why well, my bachelor party yes played it. how many millions of years ago was that now because you can get free versions i don't know if i think they're more or less open sourced right i think what they've done is originally like westwood after 20 years or something, they released it for free, and you could just download it and play it. Same with, like, StarCraft. The original StarCraft's the same way now, but it's not the remastered version. Like, I like that 4K upscaled stuff. The one thing that
0: I was actually was really neat was what they did for the videos, because I actually watched a behind-the-scenes video that they posted on YouTube because I've been following, because I'm interested, because I I like Red Alert, and I would like to play it. They They did this whole thing where it's like, So obviously the videos that, that were in the original game are like, like 200 by 300 pixels, you know, like they're, yes, they're tiny. They're terrible and super compressed. They're not going to fly on 4K monitors and stuff. So what they did was they actually tried to get a hold of the original master tapes. And this guy who works at the company that's making the remaster, he went on like this. Months long trek where they found, like, they actually found tapes. Like the original tapes that had the all of the stuff on it, and they and it, it was like weird video formats that don't exist anymore and stuff. And they're like, "Oh man, we think we found everything," and but we, but it's this weird ass Sony video format that only like one company in the friggin country has access to. So they went to that guy and they pulled up the tape, and it was the wrong stuff. It wasn't. Oh what they, no! Yeah. So after like months of them being like, "Let's get the." Tapes and and get everything. The guy drove down to get the tapes and and he had to go through each tape and catalog them all one by one and what was on them and stuff. And then it turns out that nothing it was nothing usable on any of the tapes. Oh no! So what did they end up doing then? They actually reached out to fans and the fans developed an algorithm. Because apparently algorithms can do absolutely everything that cleaned up the video. And it's I mean, it's not perfect. It's not HD, you know, like it's not Blu-ray quality or anything like that. But it's it's much nicer than it was. That's for sure. Like when they do the side by side comparisons.
1: Is this sort of like that AI? Um, What the hell is it called? Basically, like the smart learning that they're doing with all those, you know, like original like eighteen hundreds movie clips and stuff, where it does like the smoothing and the sharpening, is that the same sort of technology? It must be it because yeah. they're,
0: they're it's making it like higher resolution. They're cleaning it up. It looks nice. Like this this detail that you would not imagine is there if they're pulling it from these original terrible looking right. clips. That's awesome. Yeah. So that comes out in June fifth, and if you act right now. Uh, that limited run games company that I bought River City Girls through, mm-hmm. they are selling a box copy that you can buy if you want it, all the nostalgia of owning an old Red Alert box.
1: <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I'm looking. They have three different versions. They have the digital standard edition, which is pretty much just the straight up game. They have a special edition, which comes with... Oh, like jewel cases with commemorative CDs, tree prints, all that extra garbage that everybody really likes, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've got the super version, which comes with even more stuff. So I don't know what the prices of them are, but uh, I'll probably cheap out <laughs> and just get the free. <laughs> the- get the digital, digital one. one. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I will get it because I, I love playing all those old games like they They hold up, Like they're not nearly as complex as the games now, but they are still so much fun.
0: Well, you know what? Maybe when this coronavirus thing blows over, we can have ourselves a good old-fashioned land party.
1: Oh, man, Mike, I've been talking about doing that forever. This will be, <laughs> be the reason. We'll play StarCraft Remastered. We'll play Command & Conquer Remastered. It'll be amazing.
0: Well, you'll definitely kick the crap out of me at StarCraft because that was not <laughs> a game that I was good at. But red alert, maybe I'll, uh, you might be able to give you a run for your money yeah. as long as I can afford my mammoth tank. I was going
1: to say, as long as you can click the tank button and who are- <laughs> click it the fastest. <laughs> I was a big fan of Tesla coils. I put oh, Tesla yeah, there coils you go. everywhere. There you go.
0: But uh, for some reason, I always read them wrong. Like, I remember there was a really long time when I was like, the Telsa coils. And it's like, no, that's not it.
1: Yeah, I used to call something completely wrong too and i didn't realize it until later (laughs) way later so i can't remember what it was though there was a a thing that you could add on that you could hack the game
0: and change things and i made tesla dogs so like there was the dogs and they would just rip everything to shreds i I think that's the map editor yeah it's probably it but yeah, so that's something to look forward to, Chris. We're gonna we're gonna break this quarantine and we're gonna have ourselves a good yeah, old fashioned land gonna party. Stream the shit out of this game. But <laughs> we can all be socially together again and not distant. <laughs> but I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Part Time Nerds Full Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttime dot as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get all of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds full-time dads.com or reach us on our twitter or facebook accounts at pt nerds dads we'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most not, certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever until next time i am mike and i am chris and we'll talk to you again uh, soon
1: Every time you say it, I hear the like ding, 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 ding (laughs) in my head.